0: We need that sound clip of Sarah going, you're welcome. guys, welcome to another episode of Seen a Nerd. It's your boy Matt, back at it this week. Uh, we're going to talk some Unreal with our super best friend, Carrie Gillette. She's back. Hello.
1: Hi, everybody. Hello, Matt. How are you this evening?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Oh, evening. Whoa. Pulling back the curtains a little bit. Yes, it is night. Seen a Nerd it is. after dark. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, so so we're going to do a little two-header Unreal episode for uh, episode six and seven. Uh, causality and ambush so what a week to kind of take a break because some shit was popping off well every week's popping yeah. off on unreal for sure
1: yeah i i think doing these two episodes back to back is kind of cool in a way because i don't know the the beginning of its 206 casualty it kind of like leads right into the next episode everything ties together perfectly so I think it's kind of cool right. that we're doing these both at once.
0: Right. They really play off each other. Well, like they really kind of just flow into each other. So let's start off the top with uh, episode six causality. So, um, first things first, um, Sh- uh, Sherry Appleby. So she's the, uh, actress who plays Rachel. She directed this episode. Now, um, did you know that? I, I did not.
1: I did not either. So thank you, Sarah Belmont.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Sarah, she, unfortunately, couldn't join us today. She uh, let us know that, um, yeah, by the way, she directs episode. episode. Um, I think it's great that she's doing that because it was, it was a very Rachel-centric episode, um, especially after what happened in the episode prior where, you know, Jeremy put hands on her. And, um, you know, it was a very important episode for everybody who's a fan of the show because everyone – wants Rachel to, to succeed, but then, you know, we also have this topic of, you know, um, you know, uh, abuse, even whether or not they're in a relationship or not, but it's, it, it was a very kind of touchy subject and I thought it was handled pretty well. I don't know, Carrie, do you think it was handled pretty well?
1: I think it was. Um, first of all, though, I wanted to ask you, did you notice, um, like a difference in the like the tone of the episode
0: oh um no you know i i don't really i see i'm such a fraud i don't really know what's good directing and bad okay. directing like at least right away like i'd have to like see someone's perspective on why it's good and why it's when bad. when i watched I it the first
1: it. time without knowing that sherry appleby directed it i said i felt I, I felt like something was off with this episode i'm like the tone feels different and then once I realized that it was her directing, it kind of made sense. What do you mean um, by
0: it was different? Like was it, it was a
1: very good different. And this is why it seemed like we were we were made aware of Rachel's trauma and what she was going through, but we were seeing it through other people's eyes too. Right. We saw right. it kind of through Quinn's eyes, through Chet, not Chet Chet. Chet's eyes, Coleman's eyes. And it, it was kind of like it focused a little bit more on them than it did on her, in my opinion.
0: For a Rachel centric kind of story arc, it was uh, through the eyes of other characters, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: But I, I thought it was a good different. I think, um, I'm not sure if she's ever directed before. I'd like to find that out. I'm going to make a note and find that out because
0: yeah, well, she's done on that. other series.
1: But. She's a good director.
0: Yeah, I guess that maybe that's uh that's a good sign at least for me who doesn't have that trained eye where it's uh you know I didn't see a difference if there was a drop in quality that even I would have noticed. i mean, well now you'll have, have to
1: bad. go back and watch
0: it. Yeah, I'll have to compare. I mean, maybe I'll just watch these two episodes again and we'll I'll try to spot the differences. But um, I thought overall it was a good episode. It was definitely written well. There was a lot of great dialogue in this episode, um, especially you know, being that everyone is pretty much immediately Team Rachel, you know, they all were worried about her immediately and for yeah. good reason, except Jeremy, of course. Um, so, um, which I was surprised. Which is, which is really
1: game. disappointing because I will tell a secret to everyone that I was a Rachel and Jeremy shipper from the first season.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And now uh, my ship has... Just blown up and it's not ever coming back together. It's
0: like snapped in half. It's on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Pretty much done zone. Which is
1: kind of weird because a lot of people liked Rachel and Adam and I didn't. I liked Rachel and Jeremy.
0: Rachel and Adam, just from what I, you know, I haven't watched season one. So just from what I can take, we're kind of skipping ahead, but with their little exchanges, um, is that, uh, it's very, like, she feels kind of bad with him, but, like, not in a good way. But yeah. he has a sweet side of him that she likes to get to outside of that whole big-headed ego kind of guy. So I can see where the appeal's at. But um I like Jeremy going into it I, with no, little to nothing, like, knowledge. But now it's like, wow, Jeremy, you seriously fucked up, dude. Yeah. Um. I thought it was great how they picked it up right from where it like left off. I like the scene where she was circling her bruises and taking pictures of it. Yeah. Of them. Um, I thought that was important because it shows that like, um, you know, she immediately didn't want the cops. She's like, no, 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 no cops. we not calling the police. None of that. Um, and she just, you know, covered everything up, but she wanted to remind herself of what happened. You know, she's, down for the cause for the show, but she does. She always wants to remind herself that you know what happened to her, and I thought that was important. Um, I think
1: I sorry. No, no, I no. Think, go ahead. Um, the way that the show handled the fallout of you know a domestic situation, in which a woman is attacked by a man, it was handled in a very unique way, but it is a way that actually is somewhat realistic. Um, everyone woman was concerned about Rachel and, you know, what happened to her and this. But they were also concerned for themselves and the show. And Chet said, uh, you sure you want to... When Rachel was... Rachel first said, I think, something like, I should call the cops. And Chet... I cannot pronounce that man's name.
0: <laughs> Chet. It looks like Chet. Chef, but it's not. It's Chet. <laughs>
1: Chet. Okay, so Chet said you sure you want to do that to us? You know, Jeremy knows where all oh, the bodies right. are buried. About that? Some bodies off roofs, off roofs and some people that cover them up. And that's in, re- in regards to a situation in season one. Yes. So when a lot of domestic abuse cases, women are sometimes advised not to press charges against their abuser. Um, you know, this will come up, that will come up, but you know, you'll have to deal with this. You have to deal with that. And when you're in that vulnerable place, and your mind is going like in a million different directions, and you just went through a trauma. You could be persuaded to not call the police and not file a report when you really should. Right. I've never seen this done on TV before the way it was handled, and I like 100% applaud the show for taking that chance.
0: Yeah, like um, it was it turned into a situation where Quinn and Chet. They were really very much so like, okay, like Rachel, we're, we're, we, we got rid of him. He's gone, but we also can't bring in outside people on the show mm-hmm. because things will get exposed. And I was surprised, not really surprised, but I don't know. I was taken aback by their quick to, you know, quickness at getting towards that situation where it's like, you know, like, They're protecting Rachel, but also protecting the show at the same time. And I wasn't expecting that, I guess. Um, I also feel like Coleman is just like, he's kind of like spinning his head around. He's like, wait, we're not calling the police for this guy who just like assaulted Rachel? Like, and everyone's okay with that? He was, I feel like a lot of like outsiders can kind of... um, relate to coleman in that sense because he's like we're not doing anything about it and it just goes to show like how devoted these all these people are and how passionate they are about their jobs are at and like yeah
1: and the show like everything they're like the show the show the show but
0: yeah and Uh, jeremy's reaction like i wanted to ask you so like there's a little scene where you know um there was a scene where Quinn confronts Jeremy about what happened and, you know, she reacts, of course, the way she does. Um, did did you expect Jeremy to, you know, apologize at least or make some kind of... Um... I kind
1: of did. I kind of felt like he would sort of half apologize and then I thought he would ask her his job back and try to convince Quinn to get on his side. But he was just full of anger and... Very, not nice at all. And I'm yeah. glad Quinn kind of like manhandled him a little bit, and that was satisfying.
0: Yeah, what was the line like? Um, if I ever see you again, I'm cutting them off or something like that. That is so, that's uh, so good. What a great line. I was surprised yeah. though that, cause I was ready for Jeremy to start playing like, oh, I was drunk. I wasn't in my state of mind, kind of thing. That's not who I am. And then he just goes off saying like, everyone's saying poor Rachel, poor Rachel. I'm like, dude, you just, he was like, her elbow hit mine, broke my nose. And then I was like, dude, you, you don't understand. Like she got bruised all over the place. And you're the one that came in like coming at her. And I was so surprised that he didn't apologize for his actions. That is
1: I feel like shocking. Jeremy has been drunk this entire this entire second. Yeah,
0: episode. we have to think that he's sober by now. Unless he just kept drinking. You're right. And I will,
1: I'll let you in on a little secret because you didn't watch. I'll, I, I'll spoil the tiny bit of, of the season one finale for you. Is, okay. um, you know, Rachel and Jeremy, they were, I don't know, going to go somewhere or do something. And, you know, he betrayed her and call, he found out she was kind of involved with Adam, the suitor from season one. So he betrayed her by calling her mother and saying Rachel's mentally unstable. She needs help she's having a breakdown so they had kind of like a, a very big argument oh. at the end of season one. and then we open in season two and he's openly hostile towards her and all that other stuff so he's angry and very drunk all the time
0: apparently man yeah. i was still just shocked that he didn't even try to apologize but yeah that makes man that makes so much sense like I was so like I was like oh Jeremy's kind of cool and then like in the earlier is like Sarah's like just watch season one just watch season one you'll understand so yeah maybe I, I really need to get into that like right now um you know do you think that you know we we're really starting to see like Quinn and Chet versus Rachel and Coleman I mean that was kind of like one of the biggest um, you know rivalries episode was them kind of saying, get Rachel back. Meanwhile, they have to go shoot, like, on site in Alabama, you know, away from the set. Right after it's, you know, all this happened, it's still fresh in Rachel's mind. So do you think that Coleman is, you know, he's trying to steal away Rachel, right, from yeah. from, from the show? How much do you think...
1: Coleman, Coleman's basically saying to Rachel... We're going to be a producer couple. It's going to be lovely. Like, right. he showed off pictures of them together and was like, look how happy we are. <coughs> We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And the problem with Rachel is she's so influenced. She's easily influenced by other people and she can be swayed in any direction because she's kind of unstable. So, you know, like any push that you give her, it sends her in one direction. You know, she's like a ping pong ball b- between everybody. Like, you know, she's Team Quinn. Right. She's- Coleman, so yeah, it's. I think just because of the fact that she can, she's not in the right state of mind, and Coleman doesn't realize this. Poor Coleman, honestly.
0: I'm a big has, Coleman fan, you know. I
1: feel, I feel bad for him because he has no idea, like, how bad, you know, mentally unstable she is. I don't
0: know. Well. I think he's, I think so because he brings a lot of like groundedness to the show. Like, like how would somebody react outside of this circle of producers and showrunners? Like in shock and, and awe and almost disgust, you know, like, and, yeah you know, I immediately attached to his character because I feel like I'm kind of his character. If I would be like him in that situation. But I want to ask, though, do you think that Coleman really has Rachel's best interest in mind? Or do you think he just needs her you know producing expertise to get him a tv show
1: i think he does have her best interest in mind um but like i said i don't think he understands to what degree like how kind of off she is i think he genuinely cares for her a lot but um i don't know and I think he's maybe trying to be her savior too. Like he thinks, oh, okay, you know, she's in this bad situation with Quinn, like I'll take care of her, I'll get her out of here, we'll go produce a show and
0: Right. He keeps saying, like, you you like this is you, you want you need to get out of here is what he's kept telling, yeah. me. you know. And like... you
1: remember there's a scene kinda near at the end and they're all sitting in a room, it's uh Quinn Shut, Chet, Chet oh God. We need a blooper reel.
0: Shut Chet <laughs> Chet.
1: Holman. <laughs> but Coleman and Rachel and Coleman keeps saying to you saying to Rachel are you sure you don't want to press charges are you sure and you know Rachel's looking over at them and she's kind of like yeah I don't want to press charges I'm fine so she's still loyal to them but she's also trying to latch on to Coleman
0: right he needs he's she's trying she's trying to show Coleman Coleman like you have to see things through my eyes and now that i'm invested in this show and um yeah that that scene was intense because he's like what what do you want and that kind of echoes also what um you know how how he handles beth ann when beth ann walks up to him later asking for advice yeah um you know he's always like what what do you want it doesn't matter what everyone else wants it's what you want and that's that's a sign that he's really not invested in this show and because, he actually, yeah. he
1: seems like upset that she doesn't want to press charges, which, you know, I was upset also, but you know, I, I don't know. It's, it was, it's, it was an intense situation. And I think Coleman kind of did handle it the best that he could because he doesn't know Rachel's full story. So.
0: Right. And he it's didn't... good on him for not like just walking out on them. You know, he's like, I, yeah. c- I can't believe you would do that. I don't want to be with somebody that's willing to throw their life away for a TV show. You guys are yeah. crazy. I'm out of here. You know, like he's, he was put in by the network in, but he's also f- invested still in Rachel. And I think after that situation, he could have, you know, walked away from that and not deal with it, but he's, he's there. So I, I'm, I'm hopeful that he doesn't have a, you know, devious things in mind, or he's just going to throw her away later.
1: And I absolutely love Sherry Appleby because, like, I don't know if you've ever seen her on... Did you see her on... Um, she's on Roswell. She was Long on...
0: time ago. I, I don't really remember the show.
1: And if you've ever seen interviews with her, she's a very happy, bubbly person. She's a good personality. She's really nice. And then the way that she can fit into Rachel's, like, demeanor and her attitude and, like, that vacant look in her eyes is amazing.
0: Yeah, she... she like, a complete range, almost, in, in, in Rachel's character in this episode because she went from you know, like pent up emotions when, you know, she was looking at herself in the mirror, circling the bruises. She had to keep her composure while also, you know, talking to Coleman during that, you know, four way desk kind of scene. Yeah. And, you know, later on when they're shooting in Alabama, you know, she's in she's throwing herself one hundred percent into the role and and that she's trying to just put it behind her by putting more effort into her job, which is what she does. Yeah. And, you know, when it's starting to bubble up to the surface when she blew up at um at at uh, Darius, right? You know, uh, because he would yeah. he didn't want to go, and she's like, "No, yeah, this is the stupid job. Just do your stupid job too." And I was just like, "He's like, whoa, whoa, hey, okay, look, I'm going, I'm going, dude." Yeah.
1: She really like it was truly the portrait of a bipolar person in that episode. Like she went from manic to depressive to you know all over the place and. She's really an amazing actress I think I've said amazing twice already but I'm, yes
0: for good reason I mean I yeah. I, I absolutely agree um she I, I mean me and ever we talk about this show and we're like oh Rachel is so like whatever we and then this happens and you can't help but you know relate and sympathize with what she's going through because this is like I took a note that she's pretty much spiraling the entire episode and she's um she has that engaged stare but it's still like kind of like she's not all really there you know like she's just yeah. so close to being unhinged and um i think everyone kind of knew going into th- the day like rachel's just not herself and she's a little on edge
1: now see since you didn't see season one and the beginning of the season one there is they allude to rachel having a complete mental breakdown live on national tv <coughs> which leads to her i think being fired and a bunch of other stuff happens and she's on probate i don't know it's very intense she gets into a lot of trouble well you know but you have we haven't seen rachel at that point yet and we're getting there we're dangerously close to there
0: right and it's like everything's piling on top of each other because you know nothing is really going well at the at the you know the home shoot order is called the alabama shoot and then all of a sudden, you know, Beth Ann's pregnant, and then she, her face lights up. She starts making out with Coleman, like, I have the best news ever. I'm like, oh, my God. And even Coleman has to step back, and he's like, I'm. are we letting somebody, like, tell her parents on national tev- television that she's pregnant? Like, is this going to be was, for reals?
1: I was kind of torn. Was Coleman thinking as a showrunner in that moment, or is he thinking more of a boyfriend in that moment? Because – You know, did he, he wanted to kind of make Rachel calm and give her whatever she wants and help her out. But on the other hand, you know, Ann is in a kind of really weird situation. It's a very private situation. Ann is a very sweet and innocent girl and her life is about to be exposed on TV. So I don't know. Do you think he was thinking as a showrunner or as a boyfriend?
0: Well, if he was thinking of us sh- as a showrunner, like Rachel, he would have said, absolutely, go get it done. This is ratings gold. But Coleman comes from a background of like doing those kind of like vice, like documentary kind of yeah, style stuff. Right. And where it's politically charged and like really moral rock solid, you know, it's talking about, um, you know, social politics and uh, social justice kind of things. And so he's still he hasn't been he's, he still sees these contestants as people you know what i'm saying and and uh whereas quinn and rachel so good at their job they don't to an extent um maybe that's harsh but it's kind of true if you watch the show um so i think he was kind of speaking from his own moral like center you know he's like are we really gonna let her do this like this is a very private moment and yeah and i thought his conversation on the phone with quinn was interesting that quinn immediately wanted to bring her back home He, she went in mama mode immediately.
1: Yeah. Quinn was like saying, um, I don't have the exact quote, but she said like, is Rachel chewing on her fingernails or doing something and jumping up and down and Coleman's like watching Rachel actually do that. And he's like, yeah. And Quinn's like, you need to bring her home now. And I don't know. I feel like Coleman doesn't think that Rachel, he, he thinks that Rachel's still Okay. And he thinks that Quinn's exaggerating the, the situation, but it's Quinn yeah. that has the most experience with Rachel when she's like this.
0: Right, right. And it's it, it's like you were saying before, like, you know, Coleman doesn't really know like who he's doing business with, you know, who's who he's uh, getting into bed with, literally, um, because Rachel is so, she's just like hanging on by a thread. I feel like ever since this season started. Or yeah. well, maybe not so much, but like definitely in the past couple episodes. Well,
1: it's mainly because um she was supposed to be producing the show and then once uh Quinn took over, because her and Chet had that stupid ridiculous argument right. about uh, which show to do, and so Rachel felt kind of like shunned by Quinn, so that kind of increased her spiral. And so now we're all the way down the rabbit hole. We're almost at the end.
0: It's like everything is getting taken away. And even though how much she throws her own energy and her life into this job, it's like not going the way that she planned. So
1: now I have a question. What did you yes. think? Now, well, let's leave Alabama. What did you think of um, Madison and Jay, their team up to what the other girls have? the Other girls sit around and do that mirror talk.
0: I thought that was cool. Um, it. It felt like a nice little B story to yeah. kinda of go back to to remember that it's uh there's also the drama of the girls on the show. The actual of like the actual show, like of yeah. everlasting. It's not just all the unreal stuff going on behind the scenes. Um, I love yeah.
1: seeing the supporting characters, you know, shown more. It, they weren't shown as much in the first season. And I actually like Jay. I think he's really funny. And he's really he is right about a lot of things. And him and Madison teaming up was like the cutest little thing ever, and it, it was, was yeah, it was, and I have to like applaud the writers for thinking, "Oh wait, okay, like we don't just have this drama going on, we need to have more drama going on at home with the other ladies, so that was cool
0: it was is is nice seeing them interact with each other rather than just interacting with our main characters, yeah, you know, like um, not only can they play off of the main characters." Uh, but they also play off each other well. And it's also nice seeing that um, they're not just being bullied, kind of, you know, like, or just being told what to do. They have their own ideas. They have their own vision of what Everlasting is. So, yeah. um, you know, fans of those uh, kind of minor characters, it's fun seeing them kind of evolve and also be a little more than just, you know, puppets to these uh
1: They were like a little mini Quinn and a little mini Rachel.
0: Right, yeah, especially with Chet whispering in, um, what's her name's ear, Madison's ear on how to produce a girl. And, you know, she's been, she's like the reluctant kind of one that's like, you know, really sensitive. But then, you know, um, when Jay was like, did you feed that to her? And then she said, I'm just producing. I was like, oh, snap, snap. Like, let's go. That's that's Madison. You have to
1: go back and or youtube the season one episode and find out like how madison becomes so like engrossed in the show because it's a really funny thing and she's like this kind of quiet shy girl who's now like emerging into this you know producer
0: yeah you kind of see glimpse of that in the beginning where she's like um yeah you have to go over there and then this and then like they're kind of just pushing her a little bit more and then now with chet you know telling her to go do that i think that was uh a nice little play. Um, I I think the biggest takeaway from that, though, is just that everyone else knows, and it's to remind the audience, maybe, that... Um, I forgot. Is her name Tiffany? The the wifey girl?
1: Uh, the blonde
0: that slept with Roman, yeah. essentially. Yeah,
1: I think that's Tiffany.
0: Or they like hooked up for a second. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was Romeo. Oh, Romeo.
0: Is, excuse me. Yeah,
1: I think so.
0: See, Roman, I'm thinking of professional wrestling it is romeo, <laughs> though, <yeah. laughs> it's, it's romeo yes so like i think that was just to let everyone know that oh yeah let's not forget the little detail that she almost slept with romeo and um how she's not so devoted to darius as everyone else is. so um i thought it was a fun little b story to kind of break up the really intense yeah acting exactly. and emotional scenes and it was nice seeing the therapist uh you know, for more than just two seconds on screen. <laughs> uh,
1: I loved it with the mirrors. Oh, that was so funny.
0: Yeah, they really played it up well. I, I love it. It's, it's like seeing like a B movie, like it wasn't perfect, but it, it it was charming in a way. So if I was a fan of Everlasting, I would have been like scratching my head. Like, what do they think of this? But it was it was still as good. much
1: as I'm like 100 percent for girl power and girls sticking together, there's nothing more entertaining than watching two girls catfight on reality TV.
0: Oh my goodness. See, I, I find no joy in that. I'm, I'm the most... I hate awkward scenes. That's why I'm like... I don't know how this show... I'm such a fan of this show because everything is just so layered in so much awkwardness and confrontation. Yeah. Um, and of course, we can't forget the big reveal at the end. Um, Adam comes in. Uh, Quinn calls in the big guns when... She finds out that you know what, if we are to keep Ra- Rachel here on Everlasting, we need to we need to break up apart Coleman and and Rachel, the one two punch. So she calls up Adam. Adam comes back from season one, back to the mansion, and uh, he's ready to you know start some hell, man. So you know I know that we already watched episode seven, but. How did you react when you first saw him on screen in episode six? Um, I
1: was kind of, I was, oh, see, I don't really like Adam. Um, so I was kind of bummed out that Quinn did do that. But then when I saw when I like understood her motives for doing that, like her first choice would have been going to Jeremy to do something about Rachel. But, you know, obviously we can't do that anymore. So what does she do? She calls up Adam, who rachel and they do have a lot of chemistry and i'm not completely sure she loved him but i know that he loved her
0: oh interesting yeah
1: yeah you know quinn can be very manipulative and i applaud her for that it's really not a good characteristic to have but like again we're watching tv so i i had to give it up for quinn for pulling that move
0: and um yeah, I thought it was important that Quinn was the one that brought him on. Not like anyone else, like Coleman yeah. or Chet or something. Because, you know, they're really trying to drive home that Quinn is set on keeping Rachel here. She she cannot have Rachel leave. She's put in too much effort kind of grooming Rachel and pretty much turning into a little mini version of her. Someone to take the show, her place, when she moves up in ranks.
1: She said um to... Do you know the name of the guy that she was... What's his last name? Booth something?
0: Or... Uh, John Booth, Booth or something like
1: that? Yeah. The uh, other... I don't know. Is he like a network executive? He's
0: like the or... owner of the network now. They just okay. bought their network. She yeah. says,
1: um, you, you cannot poach Rachel. I have been very working hard on her for three years, and I don't want that to go to waste.
0: Right. She's very much still devoted to Rachel as a business partner.
1: Yeah, so she... Quinn is pulling in the big guns to put a split between Coleman and uh, Rachel.
0: And um, I remember when I was watching, it's like, oh, so this is the guy from last year. So, you know, I haven't watched season one, but from what I can kind of tell, I'm I'm thinking, okay, he's just here to kind of have a second chance with Rachel, and he's here not really to pick up another girl or something. So it'll. At the time I was writing this, I was like, well, it'll be interesting to see what he kind of cooks up and yeah. Yeah. So it, it ends with him saying, you know, here we go again. So I thought that was kind of a funny way to end it. So um, yeah. Any uh, last thoughts on, on six? Sherry
1: Appleby's amazing director. Um, it was a damn good episode. I, like I said in the beginning, I am so proud of them for portraying the story the way they did. Right. by showing that there are some women who you know are too ashamed and they could be influenced by other people and how the cycle of domestic abuse is and all it's not pretty but it's really not pretty so i i'm really proud of the show for doing that
0: it's a very uh, touchy and complicated subject matter and i think they really uh they really nailed it for sure um, for for all people not only the victim but also um, you know, her uh, support group, you know, people, yeah. friends and family around her, you know, how do they react? You know, what would, what is a, you know, what's a positive kind of safety net for her? How do you be, you know, supportive of, of, of the victim? I think they all, they all did that in, in their own special way while also warring with each other. So, so yeah, that was episode six. Beth Um, Ann was cut from the show if you're, you know, interested in the everlasting yeah. part of it. Um, but,
1: but Darius is gonna pay for her child's college education.
0: Right. What a like, what, classy move. Oh my
1: God. I'll marry him.
0: <laughs> that winning smile, man. He's he's good.
1: He's he, That was a really nice, sweet gesture.
0: I mean, go Exactly. And he Darius.
1: making good decisions, and then making bad decisions in the next episode.
0: And what's crazy is okay. like he he's like absolutely not gonna go to Alabama. I'm not going down there. You know, this is a terrible situation. Beth Ann is here because you, uh, because essentially you guys want her here, and blah blah blah. So, um, it's nice to see that, um, you know, Darius has kind of like a backbone. So, we'll, we'll uh, pun intended, right? Because he had a broken <laughs> back. So, um, I, and then he also walked away from that a little angry, you know. So, yeah. Um, you know, him and Rachel are now at odds, and you know she's not as. She can't be as persuasive with them moving forward. So um, I'm eager to see, you know, how the rest of that relationship plays out. And we kind of see that play out in episode seven. Let's just jump into it. This episode seven is called Ambush. Um, It was a, first of all, it was prefaced with a, uh, a little note from Lifetime saying that it depicts gun violence from police officers and mm-hmm. they made the very smart and classy gesture of saying there's a work of fiction and that um you know with all the events happening right now in the united states it's it's a touchy subject and it should be not taken lightly so um overall i thought this episode was one of my favorite ones this whole season um it combined great dialogue it combined great performances and it combined just the the way you show up for the show is that's it's absolutely bananas what these people are willing to do
1: yet another issue you know social issue like like, we just went from domestic violence now we're going to you know
0: yeah it's a very topical show without being heavy-handed
1: yeah and i mean this was very intense and but but i do have like tiny bit of fault with it and my tiny bit of fault is i wish they had slowed out that scene um are we just gonna jump in i was gonna
0: and... say yeah so let's just let's just okay. talk about it let's we'll, we'll talk about adam later but so go uh
1: ahead. darius romeo tiffany and
0: Her name's tiffany oh yeah tiffany and yael
1: okay they all go out on this car joyride because darius is frustrated And he just wants like a normal night. And so they all go out on this car ride, you know, get pulled over. Uh, They have no IDs on them. You know, they're struggling. and, And there is a, you know, someone gets shot. Romeo gets, oh, wait. Well, I screwed that up because the car was reported stolen.
0: That's the biggest thing.
1: Yes. Rachel and, well, Rachel suggested to Coleman we should report the car stolen and they'll get in trouble. And then, you know, they went off to go film it in the woods. I wish this whole scene had taken place maybe like longer in the episode than it was kind of like switched down to like seven minutes.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it closed, it almost closed the show, but I think, um, I, I thought it was okay. It, it was, it all happened really quickly and i think that's kind of how they wanted to depict it but they also had a lot of ideas and relationships to show off in the show because i mean you know adam just walked back in so they wanted to address that right away but talking about this scene i thought it was interesting that um that they were that no one thought about bringing their ids nobody thought about you know, what if they got what if they got pulled over, you know? But, I mean, they were in the right mindset. So I was just like, wow, you guys were just asking for it. What was interesting the most, though, is that it was Rachel's idea to call the cops, was it not?
1: It was, yes.
0: And see, because um, she was like, what are you? Because I thought she said, what are you crazy, like, in, in this side of town? And then Coleman was like, yeah, actually, this is the type of hard-hitting... Topical kind of TV that you wanna make, so let's go make it. So he was down for it. While normally Rachel's the crazy one and he's the straight guy, he's like, Yeah, let's fucking do it, man. Like Madison, drop everything, go get a van.
1: I was really shocked at how quickly he was like, Yes, yeah, that's great, that's great, let's do this.
0: You know, maybe that's just because he's been on the show for a couple weeks now and he's and you know, maybe his director side kind of flipped on, and now he wants to, you know, maybe he was misguided in his in in his attempts, you know, to to see, you know, police officers pull over an African American man so, in a in a in a Bentley, so. Plus,
1: um, um, Quinn and Coleman had had a little bit of a disagreement, uh, in the beginning of the episode, regarding Rachel and coleman i think was trying to say like you know rachel's brilliant she's this she's that she's that and quinn was like she's a ticking time bomb she's you know she's a mess and i think he kind of quickly went went along with rachel's idea to call the police to kind of show that rachel is brilliant she she decided to do this this is going to be a great thing so that may have been the
0: same same page on what kind of tv they want to make yeah yeah i so number one um after that whole situation um Rachel goes back and sees the footage of when she pops out of the bushes she got cold feet um officers you know pull the gun on her the um one of the, uh, the the male officer sees uh Romeo come out to try to uh you know pull uh Darius away officer sees him and then shoots him um yeah and immediately she puts all the blame on herself why do you think she was so quick to blame herself for that? Um, do you think that maybe um, like Coleman deserves some of that blame too? Like who do you think is to blame for Romeo getting shot?
1: Um, I do think Rachel's to blame uh, because <sighs> obviously she's the one that called the cops. We established that. But she I feel like she should have perhaps jumped out a little bit quicker when she saw it with all like the struggling and everything like that and the yelling. But Coleman is responsible because again, he doesn't see how unstable Rachel is. He just gets so caught up in her whirlwind and this, in this lifestyle and this reality TV and it's fast and everything's, you know, crazy. And it was like, a brilliant mess of chaos just kind of spilled across your TV screen. And I had to keep rewinding the scene because I was like, how quickly did this happen? And who did what and what? And it was just really kind of like intense. And then you kind of see Rachel fall. She trips and falls on the ground. And you're thinking for like two seconds, wait a minute. Did she get shot too?
0: Right. Yeah. I thought that first, but then, you know, the the police officer like pivots towards the car. So I thought so Darius I, was shot first.
1: Yeah. I de- well, and going back, I do feel like they're, Coleman and Rachel are equally responsible responsible for it.
0: Yeah, putting him in a situation like that. Well, I I wrote the officer probably shouldn't have shot Romeo in the first place.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, uh, they both, you know, were being searched. They both knew that they didn't have weapons, at least on them. Um, but it's also, you know... Yeah, to, in that whole situation, of course, I would blame Rachel and Coleman. But if you think about it, Rachel was going to go up first, like, no, this is this is wrong. I have to stop this now. And then Coleman was like, wait, wait, wait. This is a golden opportunity. You know, it's this is when you know you're getting good stuff, I think is what he said. You, you, you know you're getting good content when you feel like it's bad or something like that. Like, I don't know what he said. But um, Coleman pulled her back for just enough time until, you know, they both got their heads slammed on the hood of the car and then Rachel, like, had enough and I th- I think you're right, like, if she went on a little earlier, that would have diffused the situation a little differently.
1: Yeah, but again, it's like I said, you have Coleman wanting to prove that Rachel is this brilliant producer and he's egging her on and then he gets caught up in it and then it's just everything crashes together and it's like,
0: wow like right so, i can't believe
1: that just happened on my tv screen even though you see it where ha- it's happening all around you in life but you're like wow
0: so everyone's kind of back at the mansion um you know we don't really see romeo but or, or darius but we see that you know, everyone, like, all the the crew is talking about the situation, and Madison drops the bomb on Jay that, you know, I heard that Rachel was the one that called it in. Oh, Jay, yeah. I love Jay's line in that situation where he said, it wasn't your story to tell, you know? Yeah. I thought that was important that, that, that that was said.
1: I loved that he was telling her off, and then I loved, like, you said that he said that this wasn't your story to tell, and, I always have liked Jay. Liked him last season, and I was so happy that they're including him more this season. And that scene between them, as short as it was, it was very, very powerful.
0: Right, and it definitely, you know, left a, uh, you know, like now we really see Rachel and unraveling. And I was ready for her to kind of like lock herself away in that. Kind of room that they did, you know, in the first ep- couple episodes. Yeah. But she ended up being in, in, I still isolating herself, and I thought it was, I mean, I couldn't just comprehend just like how much she has she's been going through in the past, you know, what three weeks or whatever it's been going on in their time. Yeah. But, man, she just completely breaks down in that in that little trailer uh, or in that truck. And she just wants to be isolated from the world. And then Adam comes in trying to play it up and she's just telling him to get out, get out. And she's felt cornered. So, you know, what does every every great person do? They call their mommy.
1: I was a little disappointed in Adam's reaction. Now I know Rachel kept saying, leave me alone, go away. But here's a man that's claiming, he says, I love you. He said it repeatedly throughout the episode. He asked her, why are you still on the show? You could be out doing great things, blah, 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 blah. He's like, you know, putting her up on this pedestal and telling her he loves her. And then, you know, at her weakest moment, he he does exactly what she asked for. He could have tried to push a little harder, you know?
0: I think he, I think they were showing that, that he was, though. He's, he was saying, oh, no, I'm not going to run away to the point where... I think that the, the tipping point of the situation was when he grabbed her, I guess, ankles or whatever? keep her from kicking him yeah and the music kind of like cuts everything goes kind of like dull or whatever and then you know she's just screaming at the top of her lungs it looks like and then all of a sudden he just has to back away because she is freaking out
1: yeah i don't know i kind (sighs) of yeah i think they kind of botched adam's return a little bit
0: or it's like Okay, so I haven't seen this the first season, but it seems like they want to paint Adam in a very certain picture that he came back with kind of with with mostly selfish reasons. Yeah. Where he's he came
1: back. He came back under the impression that him and Rachel were going to get back together. You know, he when he came. Yeah. One of his very first things to her was like, I've been in Africa, like helping children and all this, you know, trying to paint himself into this great picture that he's this great guy now and. It would have been kind of neat if he had been in the car with Darius, Darius Romeo and the two girls. Like that would have been kind of cool. I felt yeah. like if you're going to have him back for this episode, they should have used him a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Cuz that would have that would have landed him I don't know. I guess they they wanted to create that scene of how people react to Rachel's, you know, growing instability.
1: Well, he was kind of the catalyst of this breakdown. Like we already knew she was on the edge. But with Adam's return, everything just went really horribly very quickly.
0: Well, see I don't know about that. I thought she showed a lot of backbone where, you know, so beginning or towards the early part of the episode, you know, it's Adam's back. He's trying to woo her. He's doing his regular handsome smiles to the camera and takes to the camera looking at her, you know, kind of like double talking to her as well as the girls. Trying to be, you know, very, you know, smarmy, seductive, you know, kind of what she fell in love with. And she was saying, you know what? You got to get it through your head, dude, that we're like done. We never had a thing, this and that. And, uh, you know, she's like dusting off her hands and like kicking him out to the curb.
1: She did kiss him
0: though. I think that was just more like carnal than anything
1: and then she tells him yeah meet me in my office or something like that and then she starts you know going at it with coleman in her office knowing that adam's gonna walk in so it's like she's she's playing a game here
0: well i thought that's just to get it in adam's head that she's over him you know i didn't think she was she's probably physically attracted to adam i mean that's something that probably doesn't go away for a lot of old lovers but you need to
1: watch season
0: one. I I know <laughs> I I realize now that Adam's on the show. I'm like God. I really need to watch season one because yeah. I,
1: you, when you go back and you'll see kind of. But I like this that you have you you're seeing it differently than I am. That's pretty cool.
0: It's um. that's why we have discussions like this, I guess. Right. It is. So <laughs> So um. Yeah, Adam. I don't like him. I'm on team. Go away, Adam.
1: <laughs> Which he does. He goes away. He shuts the trailer. What I don't know who would want to be locked in a trailer like that. That would give me an anxiety attack. Right. But yeah, he shuts the door to the trailer and
0: he's he's definitely coming from like a, a helpful place because he wants to you know see re- he's seeking redemption with her um, and because he could have shut the door and like walked away, go back to his hotel or whatever or go to the mansion, but. He's sitting right outside the the door and I'm presuming that he's going to stay there until she's ready to leave her yeah. little zone so or when she left her little area. So I um I thought that was nice that Adam is at least coming from a place where he 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 wants what's right for Rachel, which is what a lot of people want on this show. I mean, you have you have Chet, you know, div, you know, knocking out Jeremy, throwing him out. You have Quinn, Mama Quinn, and then you have Coleman, her current boyfriend, Adam, previous boyfriend. And it seems like everyone is all drawn to Rachel and they all help her in different ways.
1: Well, I think Everlasting has become Rachel's safety net, her family. You know what I mean? She's been like there. All she does. Uh, yeah. And again, like I said, uh, in season one, they allude to her having that complete mental breakdown on live TV and they've originally they fire her from the show and quinn's the one that brings her back so this is all she has these are all the people that she knows her relationship with her mother isn't very good uh the majority right. every time she has a boyfriend he's somehow related to the show First, us it was jeremy the cameraman then it was adam and now it's uh coleman so that's all she has and money dick t-
0: power you know
1: <laughs> as twisted as the family is and then, And it's not really the healthiest place to be working, but deep down, they all do love each other, I guess. That's
0: what it is. They, Yeah, they all have attachments. And, you know, going back to Quinn, um, she has that scene where she tells Coleman, you know, she is one step away from becoming insane or unstable or whatever. And I'm here to keep her in check. And then that's why she wants she's using that as an excuse to keep Rachel on the show. And I don't know if Quinn really believes that or he, she's just saying that because I don't know about you. If you were really supportive of somebody that you've, you know, work with creatively, you want them to flourish in all ways. So even if it means them leaving the show. But I don't know. What do you what do you think about Coleman, Quinn saying that? Coleman,
1: Quinn's such a Coleman in that argument. She said. The things that make her tick also make bombs explode with startling frequency right. around her. I keep her in line here. Do you really want to be on, on on a full-time bomb squad duty? So, as harsh as those words are, which, I mean, wow, that's, they are very true, and it's kind of harsh for Quinn to say them, but in Quinn's own weird way, she's trying to protect Rachel.
0: Exactly, yeah. So so you, you, you do think it's sincere that she means that. Yeah. The only way I, she'll be safe is with me because I'm willing to be bomb squad 24 hours.
1: Now, Quinn and Rachel have always had like a mother-daughter relationship because Rachel's mother is... Rachel's mother's a psychiatrist and she treats her daughter as a patient and not right. as a person. Um, and it's kind of, you know, yes, Rachel has problems. And, you know convenient that her mother's a psychiatrist but you want your mother to be your mother and Quinn provides Rachel with that kind of mother figure and their relationship is quite toxic but it's better than the relationship that Rachel has with her mother
0: so let me ask you this then if so Rachel calls her mom and her mom brings her to you know I guess a mental institution or some place to be safe do you think, well, I found that shocking because uh, talking with Everett and Sarah about this show, it seems like that that relationship's very much strained, but at least it's there for a little bit. So if you do you think if you know Rachel and Quinn's relationship was was not strained earlier in, in the season, you know, that whole situation where she had to go behind Quinn's back, Quinn found out, you know, she kind of shut her out when her dad died. Um, if you think that, do you think that if that never happened, that, um, Rachel would have called her mom? Like, do you think she would have been pushed in that desperate situation to, to call her mom for help?
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. I don't think the chain of events that have been happening since that first episode when, uh, shut came back. It, it has all led to this moment where Rachel a hundred percent feels betrayed by Quentin and the only person that she has left is her mother. So she thinks.
0: Right, because she even said, you have to, like, why are you so obsessed with me? You have to, like, let me go or whatever.
1: Yeah, she said, you need to get over me. You're a little obsessed with me. Get a life. And it was kind of, like, weird for Rachel to say that because it's like she's as equally obsessed with Quinn as Quinn's obsessed with her.
0: Yeah, well, because, you know, Quinn was also pushing her away, saying, like, we are no longer friends. We're just yeah. we're just colleagues or whatever. So I thought. Well,
1: because Rachel pulled a Quinn move and went behind Quinn's back, so exactly. Quinn Quinn was out. Quinn, and it was like this is what happens. The teacher, no, the student becomes the teacher. That's what it is. Yeah.
0: So a lot of shit went off in this episode. So not only was there the the whole car accident, the car accident. Sorry, the whole shooting situation. Adam's back. You know, she's trying to get him off his off her back. They had that whole situation. Darius now...
1: is fed up. He's aggravated. Who? Darius.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, he is, like, so close to just being, like, off the show. Like, do you think he's going to, like, walk out before the final episode or do you think he's going to stick it through?
1: See, I, I, I wonder two things. First of them being, I think he knows his football career is going to be over, so he needs something like good publicity to fall back on. The second thing is, what if Darius really wants to find love? You never yeah. know. Like maybe, yeah. I mean, when he when he originally suggested to those girls, like I just want to have a normal date. He was kind of he said normal date, so you know he wanted to have a normal date. He wanted to go out. So he may be there for love. We, I don't know. I kind of took it that way.
0: It would be a twist. Yeah. It felt like he had a real connection with, um, what's her name? Um, Jay's girl that, you know, they brought in her dad and then she got, he didn't, you know, keep her on the show. Oh, what's her name? Black activist. I think is what they called her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She left like two episodes ago, but you know, it, it seemed like there was glimpses of actual genuine attraction. Because for a guy where he came in and he's like, I'm doing this just for, you know, publicity's sake, this like that. So you could be right. You know, maybe he's really and found I don't something. Think
1: this, have we really seen a lot of this? What is her name? Yael? Right. Yeah. I don't know if we've seen a lot of her, but she was hanging out with Tiffany, wifey. And yeah, I yeah. mean, he was just looking for a good time and it ended really badly for everyone involved.
0: Yeah. And, you know, closing with. Yael, um, she, man, I forgot, I I swear to God, Sarah called it, or somebody called it, either her or Everett, you guys will yell at me next week, um, she, I mean, confirmed reporter, she's definitely a mole of some kind, um, and the end, she calls up, uh, Jeremy was like, you know what, I just, I can't be here right now, this place is crazy, I just saw someone get shot.
1: Oh my god, I just clicked in my head. She's hot Rachel.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah's hot Rachel.
1: Okay. I just clicked in my head now.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Um Mind And well. she really does look like Rachel, which is pretty funny. Like <laughs> from different angles. I
1: would have been calling her hot Rachel this whole time. If I had She's the best. There's so many girls. Like I
0: don't
1: too many girls. I can't learn everyone's name. Yeah.
0: Me, me and Everett definitely have a crush. But she's she has her own little plans because, you know, she... Jeremy rolls up, picks her up, they go on a little joyride of their own, just getting away from the drama. And you know, she clicks on a little recorder on her phone when, and presumably Jeremy's about to tell her everything that's been going on.
1: Yeah. Now you have angry, spite, um, spite, spite spited Jeremy. He's fired. Um, he's angry. He's hates the show. And then you have hot Rachel, as now I'll call her that, and she kind of. Um she's a, she's a trouble. She stirs the pot and then you get the two of them together and something really bad is about to go down about the show.
0: Right, and you know, we've noticed throughout the season so far that she's been, you know, talking to more of the crew, you know, she gets she builds a relationship with Jeremy, sleeps with him, stake, you know, steals some keys randomly. We I don't even think we know what that was yet and then, you know, tries to, you know, schmooze with Coleman a little bit, you know, so there's something going on. And, you know, I, I want to know what that fallout's going to be next episode because there's that. Rachel's not in the mansion anymore. She's um, she's with her mom. You yeah, know, and you
1: have to wonder how long will Rachel stay in there? Will Rachel check herself out?
0: Right. Will how she, quick she is she going to come back to the mansion? Yeah, Are going to break her out?
1: Deemed, will she be deemed unfit? The, um two oh seven left you with like ten million questions. You're like, wait a minute, hold on, what's happening? And you know, now you have to wait till two oh eight and I really can't do that.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> I, I've been um I'm definitely at the edge of my seat. So like and also Coleman's out of a job, you know? Yeah. Um the uh network decided to bring back uh Quinn as showrunner. So she has her, her show technically back in the network's eyes. And Coleman is still doing, you know, maybe damage control or something about what's, what went on with the whole shooting thing. You know, he has lawyers and cops talk about because he was there. Um, you know, Rachel's gone. So now he has to deal with all that. You know, is Chet going to steal another baby that's not even his? <laughs> I mean, we don't even know anymore. It's what? Is Chet going to be involved? <laughs> you know, because...
1: Poor, you know, I really feel bad. He'd get, a, he'd get a, uh, arrested for stealing his baby.
0: <laughs> Chet is such a he's such a goofy character. I He's one of my favorites, for sure, just because he's you know, so he's, ridiculous.
1: He's trying to, like, win back Quinn. Like, look, I have a baby. This could be fun. We'll be a great family. And then all of a sudden, they come to arrest him and take away his baby.
0: Like, him and Adam are very similar, where they both come back for redemption, kind of, you know?
1: Yeah, and... You know, it, in the end, Quinn got what she wanted. She got her show back. Well, we assume.
0: Coleman's out.
1: Yeah. because we don't know. Like whatever scandal that Hot Rachel and Jeremy can be working on, like that could explode in everyone's face, and everybody could be out. We could have a whole new producing crew. Like, hey, Jay may stay up and be a produ- stand up and be a producer. Like, we don't know.
0: Right. I mean my biggest thing going into next week is they can't just drop romeo being shot that has to be Addressed know, again. a story no that has to be like the main story going into the last push of of this season because there's only what like 12 episodes 13 episodes i think
1: yeah i think it i think maybe 10 Oh, it's only 10 I th- I don't.
0: We'll have to look it up. It, it's we're about midway through, two thirds of the way through this season, I believe. So this has to be like the big story going into the rest of it. Because if they just drop Romeo getting shot next yeah, it episode, yeah,
1: it invalidates this. You know, it invalidates two oh seven because
0: you exactly you're
1: making this point and you know you're telling this story, but are you gonna? Fi- you have to finish the story.
0: Right. I mean, Romeo.
1: I mean, could Romeo sue the show? He could, right?
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, they they both, I mean, Rachel jumped out, saying, like, no, 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 you know, we're the one that called the cops, or, like, this is we're part of a show, or something like that. So I believe so. I think the whole thing is in hot water. I mean, the network exec, he was, you know, popping off on Quinn on the phone.
1: You know, Unreal has followed through. They followed through on this, you know, domestic violence, you know, situation with Jeremy and Rachel. We, We have that. You know, we we went all the way with that. So I completely agree with you that we have to go all the way with this accidental shooting storyline. It just Do
0: seems we... like a snowball effect for all of Rachel's problems and just these crazy traumatic situations just piling. So how are they going to ratchet it up from here? You know, that's what Do I want to you know. Do you
1: know where Romeo, like where he was shot? I can't remember.
0: They did say they, they have a pulse when they checked his pulse. But okay. it, it looked like he was shot like kind of in the rib section. So it could have been, like, you know, passed through. He could have been bleeding, like, maybe in his, you know, got punctured a liver or something like that. So it'll grow back. Yeah. So they did say pulse. So I don't think they're going to kill him. I think it'll be pretty dang close, though. But, like I said, they better not just drop that storyline. Like, it has to have a a meaningful and lasting effect on the show. Like, the show is in crisis mode, for goodness sake. A hundred
1: percent. Because if you're gonna take the risk to do the storyline, you have to finish it and make tie it up in yeah. a bow.
0: There has to be like a payoff. You know, it's not just there for being their sake, like like you said. So Yeah. Um final thoughts on this ridiculously crazy episode of Unreal.
1: Uh I am really surprised that Rachel called her mother and is now in a mental hospital. I did not see that coming. I knew she was gonna have a breakdown, but I did not think that it would lead to her going committing herself or being committed.
0: Yeah, it's uh she was in a, a desperate situation and I think it was I think it was it was uh important for her to reach out to somebody outside of the show circle and their influence. Mm-hmm. I think that was really the biggest thing that Rachel had to decide. I was like, I'm, I need to call for help for somebody outside. And Cause...
1: my last point is let's bring Adam back and let's let's tie up that storyline, too, because I felt like he didn't have enough screen time in this episode. So,
0: yeah, there's supposed will... to be yeah. is, Sorry, go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, I said maybe he will be back.
0: Yeah. I mean, he I don't really see him exiting anywhere. he said, like, he's only going to be in town for like three or four days or something. So maybe he'll, they'll have like a little hospital visit with Rachel or something.
1: That would be cool. Yeah.
0: And, um, you know, him and Coleman will probably have to, I don't know if they're going to duke it out. That seems like a very everlasting thing, not a very unreal thing. So we'll have to see. I mean, if they drop Adam now and just have him like exit next episode, it would be interesting how they pull it off. But I think he'll be here for the rest of the season.
1: And not to tell your line, but tweet us your thoughts and theories.
0: Absolutely. Um, Yael, as a secret reporter, I'm starting to think maybe she's from a different network and is trying to, like, steal the dirt so they can make their own reality show after Everlasting kind of breaks down.
1: <gasps> oh, oh, what if she works for Um. <sighs> Booth. Who is he again? Bruce? The owner of the The
0: Owner oh. of the Network.
1: Okay, he's the owner of the network. Okay. So that really wouldn't
0: That It'd wouldn't benefit up. him.
1: Yeah, Maybe I'll she works well. for like
0: another network, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a rival network. They're gonna make a rival show or something. I don't know, man. This show is getting crazier and crazier every week and I don't think not enough people watch it. So since you guys watch it, tell your friends. This and show tell is... your
1: friends' friends. Tell, tell your, your
0: family. T- tweet it out, tweet us out tweet the show out um that's gonna do it for our unreal discussion this week it's been super sized for the little double header we got going so thank you carrie for joining me
1: thank you for having me i feel very emotionally drained right now but uh, yeah we're in a good place
0: there's not a lot of shows where we're all like invested in every character even like the little minor ones like Madison yeah. and Jay. so yeah this is definitely we'll have to see where it goes from here um carrie would you like to tell them where the listeners can find you online
1: care bear crew and care please bear like crew. i said tweet us your theories and your thoughts and stuff like that because we want to get involved with my, that doesn't come out right we want everyone involved in the show we want to hear what you guys think
0: absolutely yeah um totally we love talking made. about the show we are all both twitter friendly uh Carrie is a great follow if you also if you're into arrow see i gotta do the one arrow mention oh, every time you're on
1: Good job, Matt. so proud of you. She
0: is an Arrow super fan. She's a Felicity super fan. So check her out. She's a good follow. Always funny. Um, shout outs to Sarah. Sorry you couldn't make it today, friend. Um, follow her at Belmont. S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Be sure to check us out uh, on thegww.com where you can find our all of our geeky opinions on comics, games, TV, and film um check out our other podcast if you guys kind of noticed by now we're splitting them up by shows if you've been a long time senior Nerd fan thank you so much so check out the uh, you know our, our preacher episode uh Rosa mr. Following robot. Mr. mr robot duh! oh my god yeah follow mr robot um the show's great too see
1: what happens when tara's not here to end the show
0: i know she's the best oh my goodness she's just she's fighting so many bears right now so yeah rate subscribe comment. We're we're on iTunes and SoundCloud as you can kind of hear. And until then, I bid you adieu. Good night and geek out. Bye! This has been a production of the
1: GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and
0: opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more! Geeks! Assemble!